frontier. This is Football Daft with Stephen Purden. Midfield dynamo and average actor. Chris Toll. Target man. Suspicious character. And... Welcome to Football Daft, the daftest Scottish football podcast around. My name's Stephen Pubden, aka Shellsuit Bob, and let's welcome your starting lineup. Let's welcome a man who recently endorsed Pie Sports on his Twitter. It's Grado. Wait, what's that all about, mate? Saw this, Grado. I thought, what a brilliant idea on your Twitter when they're basically sending out your pie and bovril for when you sit. Obviously, because we're not at the games, so Aye. send out pie and bovril to your house so you can sit and watch the games with the pie and bovril. Brilliant. See, do you know what? It's funny, right? Because like, see how I don't know what it is when I go to Fitbit and all that, right? I, I don't really. I'm, what I'm saying is, is like, I can imagine you loving that at the Fitbit, John. I mean, I love my scope. See the way you were excited there. What an idea to come to the house with a pie and a bottle on the pies, you know? <laughs> hold on, aye, hold aye, on. Aye. You know what I mean, but we just got and all that. Hey. John's definitely one of the guys that goes to the games and gets a pie and a bottle, isn't he? Aye, 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 that's what I mean. Right, hold on, hold on a minute, right? What do you have when you go to a football match? I get a steak pie and a coke. Sometimes I just get a, I get like chips and curry sauce outside the ground, but recently oh, I've been Do they still see Ibrox? Do they still have other food named after the players? Don't think they no. did. No. no. Remember you used to get like a Gaza burger and a bully aye. soup? Aye, 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 aye. A, a lasagna? Oh, mate, you missed that, a bully soup? I don't like Come on! A bully soup? Oh, that's good, that's good. Come on, you bunch what? of fricks. But, speaking of food, let's welcome a man who recently made a Bolognese burger. Chris Toll, what a yes. chef you are these days, mate. I've been battering, man. It's, it's great fun. It's great fun. I'm actually eating a bit of toast now. <laughs> did, you, did, did you make that toast yourself, mate? You get the recipe? Uh, <laughs> no, my eye is uh, Mother's Pride and half a pin of love pack. Right, aye. Uh, no, it was my missus that made me there. She's a, she's a whiz with a toaster. A whiz <laughs> with a toaster. <laughs> she's a whiz with a toaster. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been happening, boys? Nothing, man. I've just been like, like you say there. I'm, I'm just trying out all that stuff, cooking stuff still. But um, what's been happening in the football world is what I want to know. Oh, Great, oh, tell us, man. What's been happening? Oh man, just reconstruction and all that. And no, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 what a weekend, man! First trophy out there to be won. The Rangers go there. They beat, they beat Leon two 0 They beat Nice two 0 It's just that I mean. I but. But do you know what? I don't think they put out. A, I don't think Leon uh, and uh, Neves put out a strong side against Celtic. To be honest with you, that's, that's what I heard. What? <laughs> they, uh, they kind of rested their players on that, did they not? I heard. I don't know. We're Celtic playing this week. <laughs> no, mate, they didn't turn up. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'll say as the first game we got robbed. That was never fucking offside. That Hudson Edward goal. Aye. Hang on, sorry. Saturday, once the full-time whistle went right, I put a wee tweet out, right? Says, first trophy in the cabinet. Honest to God, man, like, see the responses, people actually think I'm being serious, like, as if I'm pure heavy buzzing with won the Viola Cup, know what I mean? People, honestly, man, Twitter is cesspit, cesspit. But it was funny, Kerry Dale Meltdown retweeted it, man, so I was happy about that, mate, you know what I mean? (laughs) Well, but what do you games, Grado? I did, mate. I watched. I actually, I missed the second game, but I watched the first game, and I thought the first ten minutes, mate. I thought, here we go. But you can understand. I thought we were going to get pumped. Aye, so did I. See when he scored, I went, oh Christ! There I go. <laughs> that way, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, 
Oh, I was, I was like, oh, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and then we scored an air man, and it was just like, it just looked really, really comfortable. I thought John McLaughlin looked solid in goals as well. I thought that was a good debut, man. I thought Big Edmondson was solid at the back. The first game against Leon, he looked good. Second game, he looked a wee bit ropey. But tell you something, I think the shape our Rangers impressed me. We took the ball, see, out of possession. Our shape looked brilliant. See, as soon as we lost the ball, we didn't have the ball. The front three just went so narrow, making teams try and play Runye. I was impressed all round. Right. But it's only pre-season. Right, can, I, can, I, can I speak to you about this, right? Because yes. you know how my knowledge of fucking, uh, the Premier League now, it's been <laughs> right? And I don't really, I don't bother with it as much as Scottish football, right? I know it's by a redneck, you didn't want a football podcast, but see, watching that football the weekend, Man United with that Harry Maguire. Holy oh, fuck me, mate, man. The man when he's trying to run out of the back with a oh, ball. Mate, <laughs> you know, somebody it's, up the school playing? That's exactly what it was like, mate, honestly. <laughs> It reminded me Sunday League football. I'm Mate, no joking. See, sometimes watching Harry Maguire, it makes Rob Kiernan look like Franz Beckenbauer. Honestly, <laughs> man. Honestly, what you remember about this is Harry Maguire is the most expensive footballer, most expensive defender in world football but, history. But, but, that's where I feel sorry from. That's no his fault. That's no his fault, mate. It's no yeah. his fault. Man, you decided to pay that for him. And you can you tell whenever the ball's at his feet, that weighs heavily on his mind when he's got the ball. Do you know what I mean? Because him and one, I don't know, the two centre-offs are my new. But here, there's no way, right? There's, see how that Harry Maguire, right? And he's like, ah, right, you're going to Man United. And he's like, ah, right, tidy, Man United. How much How much am I going for? 80 million. You're like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> don't tell me when you... Don't, no, that's too much. He's definitely <laughs> done that, hasn't he? He's went, come on. Don't, oh, come on, don't take, you know what I mean? They would have been pure fucking biffing out. The only guy on his agent going looking, you know, get that done a bit. <laughs> <laughs> How much did he pay me a week? Oh, no, come on. Come on, just fucking. No, I call it zeros off that going, eh, man? Oh, Damien. <laughs> Aye, every time he's talked to his mates, that much as man you put in for you, if you're saying it lower, you know. <laughs> eight, eight million? Eight million? That's a lot. <laughs> eight million? That's a lot. He's, his agent sitting there, man, fucking cleaning his drawers. A dancer, he's on the phone to him. Nah, mate, we need to get that done. His agent's on the 800 grand, and he's trying. <laughs> he's like, ah, no, I'll go on it. Listen, go on and see if he'll take 50. Before <laughs> <laughs> you pay you 200 grand a week, nah, just call it 50, man. Just call it 50. Nah, I can't do that. Before you pay me all that. <laughs> that clip, but I watched the game. He's running out with the ball. Kind of moved on his right. He's going to make a pass that way. It was like, remember when FIFA first came out? When you look back at old FIFA, it's like FIFA international soccer. Like, you could be running in circles, you're diagonals. It's like you can't, the, the player's not moving right. But I don't know. Big, big Giro tore him a new asshole man, at the weekend, definitely. Giro just. Oh. But Scottish football, right, the Betfred Cup is to start in October, right, with a February final, with the league format being retained, and this year's Scottish Cup final will be played in December. So, the league couldn't be finished, but in the new league starting, we're still going to have last season's Scottish Cup semi-finals played, then the final played in December. What a fucking farce, am I right, Marang? Aye, 100%. You're right. It's an absolute, it's, 
Watch fail me. I mean, again, this all at the time at the time of recording, I obviously we've not found out the uh, the result of the the court case. Yeah, that's true. That that could technically then put that on on hold indefinitely. So what's the point in even doing this until we find out what the fucking script is with this arbitration? Do you know what? I hope it all goes to up now in the season, doesn't it start? Because their Sky today just changed the fucking Aberdeen game to off 12 kick-off. That's my night fucked. My Saturday's <laughs> fucked. I mean, That's right. My Saturday's fucked. I mean, the boys were coming up about back at four. We've got to get right on it. But now, come about fucking half four, five o'clock in the evening, we won't, be, we won't be able to clap a dog sideways. We'll be fucked. You know what I mean? The night's fucked. Listen, Bob, every, every cloud, we might not have panto in December, but we'll have the Betfred Cup final, mate. Each oh. is on, each is on. And, and the Scottish Cup final, Gredo. <laughs> brutal, mate, brutal. Like, I mean, right, you look at the Scottish oh, Cup, right, you had, like, suspensions, maybe, you had players on your records, it comes to a semi-final, it's completely, well, not completely new teams, but teams are going to have new signings. New players are not registered. Exactly, what's the script? Are we going to have to go by the registration for last season? You can't, you, you can't, but Hibs are still in it. They've even got like Stephen Whitaker anymore. But it's technically it's it's a different season, right? Mm. But it's not a different season. It, I know that sounds stupid. Do you know, know what I mean? But, I know what you mean. But, but say say for example, Celtic right turn around and sell Edward and fucking Ryan Christie, and mm-hmm. that and severely deplete their squad. Right? Well, they players would have been there at the end of last season, but is what I'm saying. I was just talking to say, I was like, maybe he could ask the club that you sell him, hey, can we get a tap him? <laughs> 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 get Alenium for the cup games. Get Alenium for his game. <laughs> yeah, mate, see if I sell you Hodgson Edward, can I get Alenium for the cup games for last season? Aye. <laughs> so, Aye. boys, see if Panto doesn't happen, like you're, say, like you're saying, are you, boy, what are you boys going to do? Are you just go out throwing sweeties to the people in the streets? Is that what you're going to do? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to do. Yeah, well, we're, we'll we'll still be able to catch me and Grado at the Pavilion Theatre Glasgow standing outside. Aye, I'll, be, I'll, be doing, I'll be doing I'll be I'll be dressed as Santa. He'll be oh, my wee elf. I hope these are t- I hope these are two Gredos apart. <laughs> on today's show, we have a very very exciting guest. We've been wanting to get him on the show for a good couple of years now. He is none other than SPL legend of the game. He was a manager. He played in Bolton. Mixu Patalainen. <laughs> <laughs> Mixu Patalainen. What the fuck? What? What is that, Grado? I don't Grado's got like a pure underground <laughs> an underground version man of a Mixu song. Right. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. So, I want to tell you about made about G4 claims, right? If you have been in a road traffic accident and you're not fault, then G4 claims can make it easy for you. They're going to provide you with a complete accident management support you require. They'll recover the costs from the at-fault party 
And guess what? They're going to sort you out with a like-for-like vehicle replacement. They're also going to organise your vehicle to be repaired at one of their approved body shops, and it will be returned back to you, no bother. Should your vehicle be deemed a write-off, they'll recover the pre-accident value for your car and write you a big fat check. And best of all, it will only cost you a penny as they charge the at-fault insurance direct. G4 claims they don't call call. They don't buy your data once you've processed your claim and your insurance, your insurance will remain unscathed. And the best thing is Nicole and the team over there, they will only take on your case if they don't think they can help you. So if you've been in a road traffic accident or you know somebody that has, get on to G4 Claims on 01698767172. Funny see, we're talking about favourite planes, just to interrupt there. Um, see that comment at the weekend, that comment, Neowise. Mm-hmm. I, I woke myself up at Hoff Free to see it. And I seen these flashing lights get by, and I was like, oh man, that's fucking class. Wow, there's that comet. That's amazing. And then I'm like, and I'm looking at other folks' pictures, and I'm like, that wasn't even the comet I seen. I was like, mine was just heavy flashing going across the sky. And then I looked at my flight radar, man. It was a fucking 747 coming back for, for somewhere in America. On <laughs> 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 the video going, wow, wow. <laughs> Anyway, the number is zero one six nine eight seven six seven one seven two. That's zero one six nine eight seven six seven one seven two. Get them on the website, which is not at faultclaim.com, or you can find them on social media at G Four Claims Limited. G Four Claims, not at fault claims. Made easy. Not at fault claims. Made easy. Not at fault claims. Made easy. The Legends Lottery on Football Daft. It's every week here on Football Daft, we search far and wide across the country for the legends that make Scottish football. Each week, one is one is needs to find a legend, a former hero of the game, and get them here on the show. Then <laughs> it's up to you to rate how good out of five the guest was. Top of the leaderboard is me. <sighs> after a cracking score for Brian McPhee on thirteen point nine. Then Gredo's bottom with 3.7, but it's time to see if Stephen can go top. But he currently sits on 11.9, and due to a family emergency, his guest couldn't make it last week. So we gave him a bye this week. Yes. Hey, this better be worth it, Stevie boy. Yeah, well, right. My guest is here. He's ready and waiting. He had a family emergency, as you said, last week. There's nothing we could do about it, right? But... I was enjoying my wee run I was on, where I was going tap all the time, but your Brian McPhee's kind of blew me out the water a wee bit. That was a good I'm a bit raging, because I'm quite par with Brian myself. I should have thought I'd get them on myself. Know what I mean? Uh, I don't know, mate. I think all you need to do is get more than two, and you'll go I back know, to the top. I know, but still, you've caught me up, but you've, yeah, it was a right good That was a good one, wasn't it? That was a good one, Brian. Yeah. I'm just saying, right, see how I was out at the weekend in the boozer, right, and I kept, I kept fucking trying to FaceTime Jerry Polina. <laughs> 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 no, no, I didn't write and then but I, I was I was in my bed for about nine o'clock so obviously I had the radio the next day and I woke up the next morning and I had about fucking ten missed calls for him. <laughs> he's obviously <laughs> no seen him till later on. Aye, he's remember me try to he had to get his missus to sort his phone and we'll try to connect him and all that. He's probably trying to answer every time you FaceTimed him. It's his credo, it's credo Hello, hello, hello. He can't hear me. <laughs> right, so this week trips, right. I've got somebody on, obviously last week he couldn't make it, but this this boy played for Rangers, he's played for Bolton, played for Aberdeen, he's played for St Mirren, he's played, played for Plymouth, Millwall, Northampton. Oh, I know who that is. Livingston, Clyde, and he's recently just signed for East Stirling, right? Rapid, no, rapid winger. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Grado and Toll, it's Greg Wilde. Lovely. Greg Wilde, what is happening? Hey! <laughs> How's it going? 
All right, big man, how are you? Aye, I'm good. I'm just more talking there. Explain your taps, man. They look great. You got a Champions League number in the back. Uh, that, that was the man I took him at home. The one fell off, he broke his finger, remember? He was that was start. fucking Phil Neville scored, of all people. Aye. Uh, aye, that was the one. The one, no. Fucking. That one. Then the other ones are over there. That's the, the League Cup and the League. And then that's just the team four. Then my debut taps over there. Who's the, what's the Man United player one that you've got there? Uh, Nanny. Nanny. So how do you how do you go about at the end of the games? Do you kind of arrange it half time, or do you just run up to him right at the end and go, "Boof, I want, I want you." No, you you just shake hands and I just say, "Still make your tap." But I didn't expect him. I didn't know if he wanted mine. I don't know who I was. So I was like, "How's it going?" Is that how you the 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 what the tap's sitting up next to it? Because <laughs> they would take it. I, 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 <laughs> I, was going, I was going to say he obviously never wanted your tap. What a cheeky bastard, eh? That I nanny. Was fucking prick. I was like, you know what, mate? Yeah. <laughs> 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 what are you mad like, cheers, mate? There you go, there's mate. Right, 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 Tell us about your favourite memory playing for the Glasgow Rangers. Tell us. <laughs> I want him. Has to be Robbie Park. Has to be seven minutes. Oh, listen, that was that was probably one of my up there in my favourite games that I ever went to. Me and my dad, we oh. were in the, my first row at Rugby Park, right? And my mate Colin, who I worked with at McDonald's, he went on to be a policeman, and he's a big Celtic fan. And he was the, he was the duty where he had to stun in front. In the Rangers crowd, and he was yeah. right in front of me, man. It was brilliant. One goal, two goal, three goal. I'm giving up that. Right, my dad was behind the goal at the, the away end, obviously, and he was at the tap. He said the stand was actually shooting. He said it was actually rocking. It was brilliant, man. I mean, you just knew that was it. Done. Lafferty, man. Nate Smith. And then even the second half, yeah, I've scored a free kick or something, no. eh? Free kick, aye. aye. But Celtic didn't even kick off. We were 3 0 up or something, is it? No, 2 0 up. Did you, did you play for the start of that game, then, Greg, aye? I played 85, I played 85 to my feet, 85 minutes mate. What was the dressing room like after that game? Main told me tenants going everywhere, so it was actually, my towel was lying next to my peg and I actually put the towel up against my suit because I didn't want my suit to get soaking because it was that, it was drink everywhere mate and the place was bouncing and uh, all that, he had these few words at the end and... Oh, what did he say? What did he say? Because that was his, that was his last... That was his last kind of. Was his last game? His last game, mate. Aye. Aye. Just, I think so he, was he was just. Aye, it was his last game in the seat, obviously, at Rangers, and he was just a wee bit emotional. And he didn't, he didn't say too much because he didn't want to get up so upset. And then he had a few words. We went back to Ibrox for an after party, and then he, had a, he said a few things there. Brilliant. Because I remember his interview after it on the telly, and he was saying. And that's when, as much as me and my mates were in my house, my old house, we were all jumping about the living room. But he done an interview and he's saying, this club needs investment. It needs investment. Yeah. And at yeah. that point, I still look back in hindsight going, fucking Walter was right, man. <laughs> he, he must have knew. You, you wonder, I, I remember, I don't know, you, you wonder if he knew it was coming, but... Aye, aye, aye. Cause I, remember. I, think, I think there was a lot of people that knew it was coming, to be honest with you. Do you know what I was... Yeah. Do you know what? I was uncomfortable with a wee bit. I remember that, right? And I remember uh, Craig White, it was either at Rugby Park or it was at, uh, back at Ibrooks and he lifted the cup and I'm going, no, hold on a minute. You know that way? Mm-hmm. He, he, he turned a wee turn lifting the cup up. 
And I was like, see if, you had, see if that was you, right, and you're taking out a cub, you would have the, I don't know, do you know how you would go, no, hold on. We've got a respect. You're using the players, you're the coaching staff. Aye, I'm the just, I mean, I'm not into it for yeah. that. I, I'm in business. You don't need to give me the, the trophy to no. play. And I just think at that, that time, no alarm bells were ringing, but I was just like, plus he never, wasn't wearing a belt, which I just didn't fit. That was a bit freaky. I couldn't wear a suit without a belt. It doesn't look right. <laughs> never trust a man. Never trust a man. I'm sure he did a brogues on either. <laughs> <laughs> so, Greg, apart from Rangers, right, you've been to a lot of cities. Oh, hold on, wait a minute. Tell, did you have we run-ins with Craig White? You said there was a bit of creep. Was there a bit of oh, creep? Did you have run-ins with him? I didn't have run-ins, no, but he knew it was coming when we had the day they'd been at administration. Uh, we had a bounce game at Hibs playing in Edinburgh for players that have, like, instead of players that have not been playing much, so but I wanted to play instead of training, so I went through. And then after we had a meeting before we left Murray Park, we said something like next week was going to get an administration. But we were playing this game at Hibs through in Edinburgh, and they Hibs put on Sean after it. And we've seen it in Sky Sports News, Rangers and but he never told us before we left. So he never told us on the day. But he said it was going to be next week, but he knew it was going to be that day. Wow, and Greg saying that had a few words with him. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, mate. It was, it was hostile. It, really? was, it, was, it was a bit scary, mate. I was at off, man. Was it just a matter of you knew this was coming? You never spoke up? Where, the, where is this came from? Was it just. You knew he knew it was coming, but he he put it into the following week. But we knew, it was it came on the day he mentioned it. So why didn't you just come out and face to face and tell the truth and say oh, it's going to, it's got to come out the paper, it's going to come out in the news today? So be prepared for it. And we, and we found out after the game. That is, and he was, and he came to the game to tell you is that then, I? No, he came. We went. We met at Murray Park right. before we left to go to Hibs, and he came in, had a meeting in the first team changing room, and told us it. And then we, we went on the bus, went to Hibs, played the game, and it came out when we were playing during the game. So Aye. Then after it, we seen it in the Sky Sports News, it came out. So oh, I was man. like, wow. The whole bus come back, me Silence. Nothing. You couldn't really say much. Oh, man. Crazy, man. It's just... But, it's just... So back in the Premier League now, and hopefully we can stop playing a row this year, you know what I mean? No chance, my man. No chance. <laughs> 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 Greg, fingers crossed, mate. Fingers crossed. Oh, so like, obviously, all sorts of you played for a lot of teams, Greg. Right, apart from obviously Rangers, right? What team did you did you did you have happy memories of playing with? Uh, down at Plymouth with Derek Adams. We my first year I played forty-eight games. Then that year we got to Wembley. Uh, we played Portsmouth in the playoffs, first leg and the second leg, and then we beat them in the second leg 1 0 last minute. He dubbed Peter Hartley, he was at Murrowell. Aye, aye. Uh, he scored the last minute, so he got us into the final against uh, Wimbledon. And then we got to Wembley, I think it was about 75,000 there, 80,000. But during that season, we beat Wimbledon throughout the Cups, the leagues, and then he came to the final and he beat us. So if he turned back the court, you'd rather beat them in the final and then get beaten the rest. You'd rather Aye, win in the okay. final and get beaten in the rest. And big Akin Fermer come on and scored, didn't he? He scored he's the, a he scored boy, the second. He's a big oh, boy. <laughs> Akin Fermer and then Lyle Taylor scored the first one. Mate, he's uh, so size, man. I seen him on Sky Sports News the other oh, night. Mate. Remember, remember his interview after that game? 
they were saying it, yeah. you're getting a new contract. He's like, no, he's releasing me, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was after the window, the, the game we played. He said, because I'm unemployed now. Because it was contract aye. films on 31st of May, 31st of June or something like that. Did you see him the other day after the game and Jurgen Klopp had sent a video to him? Aye, because he said that and he says if you get Jurgen Klopp to phone him or FaceTime him. Aye. <laughs> you kept saying, can you remind me what we just did? What we just, I was, you just get promoted, he's only keep saying it, man. But I'm going to see out his face. No chance. <laughs> I mean, that's, you, 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 it felt as if when you were doing in Plymouth, you were kind of settled down there, definitely. I followed you on oh. Twitter for, for that or that time. Oh, yeah. I've always kind of kept up with you. And yeah. it did look as if you, you, you'd made a kind of new life down yeah. there. I, you know, I was really surprised. I mean, the community first. Um, I was out to the map and how far it was. It was miles away, mate. It was like, you're nearly, you're nearly in France, to Aye. be quite honest. You're closer to France here than England. Yeah. Um, Wrestled in that Plymouth Town Hall, man. It's all that broad. I know, you are, you're, right. you're not from around these ports, are you? You're not from around these ports. <laughs> mate, they're back in time with clothes and all. It's like, mate, what are you wearing, man? It's like, come on. With the V haircuts and the bootleg jeans? Aye, like, flary jeans. Yeah. <laughs> v haircut, man. Going back and sidekick. Stevie Thompson, 2004. Number. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I enjoyed it, mate. Enjoyed it. Loved it down there my first year. Um, like I said, played 48 games and then I left and went to Millwall. I was there for a year and a half, and then I went back to Plymouth. What was Millwall like, Greg? Good. Aye, just uh, mental traffic to get to games, though. Just, so it's such a passionate support as well, isn't it, Millwall? They have, aye. They've got a reputation, bad reputation for racism, haven't they? Hey, crazy? Let's, let's, not, let's not stereotype folk. You've just been watching too much of that ID and all that shite, too. You know what I mean? Oh, sorry, man. I've, uh, I've been on a bit of a football hooligan kick, and Millwall <laughs> fans always seem to be the baddies, in it. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember we played the uh, Charlton Monday. It was a Friday night actually, and the and the Charlton fans tried to get to the Millwall fans. Obviously, they said like the separated stands, but they're climbing the seats to get to them. And you couldn't stop them, mate. Then you had to stop the game, but then they started getting out of hand with the, the racism, abuse to the players and that. It was I would never see. I've not seen anything like it, mate. Uh-huh. It was crazy. But see how, Greg, when you're doing airplane football, right? Do you know, like, there's, I'm not saying there's less pressure, right? But you've not got that kind of, what does it call it, the goldfish bowl of Glasgow, right? Yeah, there's, of course. That kind of, uh, there's that. So, do you, did you prefer that being doing there and, and playing football? Um, ah, you do. You said you feel a wee bit relaxed. I was, I was so relaxed, mate, at Plymouth. It was unreal. You know, it was like every player who I was, I was with doing there, you know, we were all from north, uh, like Newcastle or whatever. And we all used to go like nights out together. We used to have like a Nando's together. So we didn't stay like, we didn't live at our own because you feel so depressed if, it, if that was the case. Aye. Um, but no, at Millwall, it was, it was good. But I used to go home a lot after games. Uh, we played Bradford one night at home and I jumped in a, a taxi to me to get away and fly up the road, mate, and back during the Monday morning. So it was, it was quite close to the point. I'm a homeboy, mate, so I like to be home a lot. Well, you're, you're, you're up here just now. When, when did you come back up the road? Was it the turn of the year? Last year I came back up the road, mate. So right, right, aye. I, I came back up last, last January. Right. Uh, so what, is, what is your plans then? Have you got any more goals in football? You want to take up coaching? I mean, what age are you? You're only, what, 29 um, or something like that, what is it? I'm, tw- I'm 29. Yeah. Um, still a pup, mate. Still a pup. I know. Me and my dad were talking about it all day. Actually, we were at a walk. And people don't realise that I'm still a young man. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've done a lot of my career that I can be proud of, mate. You know, a lot of people 
you know, can take that away from me. And what I've done in the careers for my family and that being Rangers mad as well. So to, uh, you know, winning the League League Cup, playing at Hamden, playing at Ibrox Park Kid, Wembley. Love the so dream, mate. Love the dream. I've done what I have to do and now I've got to look at it in the bigger picture is what I do now. You know what? Playing me stolen, I like to do well for the club, getting back into the football league. Uh, but I'm wanting to do something away from football now. I need to enjoy my life and, and feel relaxed a wee bit now. That you know, now I can go like do something during the week. And now I've got a game in the Saturday where I can go enjoy and enjoy myself again. Right, Greg. Cheers, mate. You have been an absolute no gentleman coming on, giving up your time, and coming on. I appreciate it, mate. Thanks right, very guys. Much, Take care, boys. All the best, All the best. 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 <laughs> We're going to come back home with Jerry Polini again, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> hey, football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. Hey, Coach, do you like my top? Do you like it? I, I'm loving that. That is a belt. What, am I, what are we talking here? Milan 89? AC Milan 86. Is that right? 86, 87. Did you say 86, 87, Toe? Uh, I think it's a capital, it. didn't it? Did Hately wear that? Aye, in the reserves. <laughs> 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 that was quite good. Mate, you're on fire, man. I know, mate. Sharp, sharp. Like it, but it's good. So, boys, this is for free retro, right? I've got, you know yourself. Where's yours, Gredo? Oh, you the man sitting there. Mama, oh no, show you my man sitting there. You, you, why are you telling him I'm going to get my man sitting there? Yeah, that's it. Now we've got one. I've got it. Hold on. So, if you're into your retro football tops, you need to know about 3Retro.com. They have a huge range of officially licensed retro football shirts and jackets for club and country from the 50s all the way through to the noughties. You can get Rangers, Celtic, Scotland, as well as loads of English, Italian, German, and Spanish teams. 3Retro offer worldwide delivery. And in the UK, it's free on orders over 50 quid. And you can get top starting at £25. So they're great value. There's Grado's City That's one it. there. Lovely, lovely. So if you want to get involved, we have the links up on our social media channels at Football Daft Pod on Twitter and just Football Daft on Facebook. You can get them at three. That's the number three. Retro all one word dot com. But please show your support for the podcast by ordering through the link you will find on our socials. So trips, get kitted out for the new season at three retro dot com. Premises protected. Colleagues protected. Customers protected. The future of your business protected. As offices and shops begin to reopen, protect your business, customers and staff with PSS Protect. PSS Protect has over 40 years experience in biofogging and deep cleaning services. With our unique three-step COVID-19 protection process, we'll make sure you're fully protected. Step one, we will disinfect your workplace for re-entry using the latest biofogging and electrostatic deep cleaning methods. 
Step 2. We assess your needs for sanitizer stations and protective equipment, as well as assessing any high-risk areas. Step 3. We will provide accredited online training for staff returning to work to ensure best practice measures are in place. We are all in this together. Stay safe. Stay protected. Text PROTECT to 81156 to arrange your free consultation. That's PSS to 81156 or see pssprotect.co.uk Football Dafts. Big question! With the season fast approaching, it's all about the transfer rumours and talk whenever you look at the papers or go on to your club's forums these days. Whether that's Robert Snodgrass being spotted at a chippy near Parkhead, Lyndon Dykes buying a flat in Aberdeen, or Jardell finally signing for Rangers. We love a bit of gossip. So, we wanted to know this week, what is the most outrageous transfer rumour you've ever heard? Ah. Right, which is a good few of them, isn't there? Oh, there's oh. plenty, man. There's loads. I love, I love things like this. You mm. know, um, mm-hmm. remember the night? The, the, the last day of the transfer one day, Jim White's got his yellow tie in that one. Robin Van Persie's met become the Rangers member. Hey, Robin, Van, Robin, Robin Van Persie was spotted at the Goose and Union Street, hey, smoking bag and all that. He was signing right up to like 12 o'clock, and then <coughs> right at the end, he didn't sign, and we signed Joey Garner. Aye, man. Did <laughs> hey, we get number one single out it or something? Did we know? <laughs> We've got Joey Garner. Oh, mate, it was brutal, man. Brutal. Remember, remember a couple of years ago, uh, Zlatan was coming to Parkhead. That mm-hmm. happens, that comes up all the time, doesn't it? Remember, remember he had been bet down into favourite. Celtic had been bet down into the favourites to sign him. I'll right. tell you that. I've never been as fucking excited in my bastard life yeah. as I was at that point. Mate, hey, that was the same with Van Persie. You could get him at like, it was fucking like 2-1 or something. I remember, I remember. When I, when I was younger, what I always remember... Two two ones. We we go Alan Smith all the time. Remember that? There was oh, aye, aye. Alan Smith. Smotty the Ibrook. Smotty the Ibrook. You know what I mean? You know that shit. Do we know always? Yeah. We know always kind of like with Robbie Fowler and end up an R. I always seem to remember that. Ah yeah, it's like the one that we were always linked with for years was Georgie Kincladzie. Every oh, fucking aye. every summer, man. What that was like this? I know. That's box office names, man. You don't get players like that coming to Scotland anymore. No, no, no chance, man. But there is. I mean. Ranger, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, R9, R9. Well, sure, um, did David Murray, done a, was it David Murray that done an interview a couple of months ago, or was it a year ago or something, he was saying, look, this deal was on, he was only going to play in the European games, he didn't need to, didn't need to play Saturday in the, the SFL, whatever you cried it back in. And, um, I'll tell you what, see if they had a fell behind in the league, big Ronaldo would have soon been fucking stripping up uh, a Saturday. He'd have been okay. half, man. Mm-hmm. Imagine having Ronaldo sitting in the stand. Aye, and Billy Dodge is on the bench. <laughs> Billy Dodge on the bench, man. I mean, <laughs> Aye, but Billy Dodge is coming on with twenty minutes to go, and you've got Ronaldo sitting in the in the crowd, man. The Union Bells. He's blue, blue nose pie. <laughs> He's bully soup. Aye, bully soup. No, there's been uh, some whoppers, man. There's been plenty, man. Remember when Jim uh, J- Wilson actually he's come in with one of the one of the listeners has come in with one, and that's what popped into my head there. I've just seen it in the in the lineup there. Um, Steve Archibald when he took over Airdrie, remember he was going to sign Risto Stoichkov. <laughs> <laughs> Getting back to the rumours, lads. Which, uh, which some of the ones? Says Umar Sadiq to Man United. That unbelievable, unbelievable. That's but still you- on. I've heard he's replacing Big Odion Agallo for next season. 
They've just signed a Gallon. Oh, there's a rumour mill. Rumour mill. <laughs> Stu Bro says Dwight York to Falkirk was always a good one. Did you always hear that, producer John? It was always because Latapy was there and Latapy's obviously his best pal. It was right. always, there was always questions about Dwight, potentially Dwight York and Dwight oh. York was obviously spotted around Falkirk because he was up seeing Latapy, you know? Oh, did you and your mates on there with your scarves on your pie and your ball? Your pie your ball on. I mean, at forward, he's a fucking haddy. We need to get Dwight York up here, by the way. Maradona Jr. to Clyde. Who was that? Was that Bomber got to try and get him or what? I, I remember <laughs> that. It was... I remember he was photographed and all that, and he was uh, he was wearing a t-shirt and it had some slogan in Spanish, but it was like a highly offensive slogan, and <laughs> that was that was part of the reason why he wasn't signed by the club and all that. <laughs> Fucking bonkers, man! Look at Sideshow Bob saying Riyad Mahrez to St Mirren. He was on trial there and fled the club on a borrowed bike. That's, again, that's <laughs> another true story. That's a true story. It was. He was, was on trial, Riyad Mahrez was on trial at St Mirren, and it was that cold, he hated the cold that much, he took a bike and he just cycled and fucked off, and never come back. Yeah. Where, where did he cycle, right, down to Leicester or something? <laughs> Shatty cell went, get me out of here, man. Get me out of here, get me out of sunny climbs, I fancy Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> Jack McAllen says... Must have been about 2004. Went to my mate's house for lunch at school, checked the teletext, and had no news on any transfer updates. Updates. We went back to school, and he was telling everyone Maxi Lopez from Barca was going to Rangers on loan. We'll never forget it. Maxi Lopez, he's a good player. Josh Joyce, Samaras to Barcelona. Aye. Uh, aye. Right. Aye. He, he'd have never took a step down. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bert Clemerson saying he's still waiting on Jardel being announced. That was, that was crazy, that wasn't it? He was in the training tap, he was there with his wife. Mrs. Jardel, whoa. Do you remember his wife? Mrs. Jardel, what a belter. <laughs> but then he went, to, he went to Galatasaray and fucking scored against his member. They played Aye, like, I do remember. Graham Kelty says Tommy Wright to Angels. I wonder where that rumor was started. Tommy <laughs> Wright. Yeah, listen, that's not fucking. That could still happen. And then we've got Mark Blythe saying football daft getting a Saturday afternoon slot for live broadcasting on Scottish football on BBC Scotland. I tell you what, bring it on. Me and Grado, you know I mean, the old BBC. I mean, we'll, we'll Keep it doing, Mark. Keep that doing, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> football daft. With G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notatfaultclaims.com. Hey, Troops, I want to tell you about the time I used ExpressVPN, right? I was booking a holiday for Stephanie, right? And I was obviously using Google, but I didn't want her to see what I was booking because it was a surprise, a surprise holiday. And I used ExpressVPN and it was so easy to do. But I know what you're thinking. You're just thinking, why do you not just use incognito or privacy mode? Well, let me tell you. It doesn't hide your activity when you do it that way. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, which everybody does. Your ISP can see every single website you've visited. That's why, even when I'm at home, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. Now, it doesn't matter if you get your internet for Sky, Virgin, BT. They can legally sell your information to ad companies, which is the good. You don't want pestered. I signed up to a donkey rescue service this morning, um, and I've been getting phone calls all day. Hopefully, I'll nip that in the bud. It's £2 a month, but that's fine, but I don't want any more phone calls. Um, but ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers. So your, your ISP, they can't see the, the sites that you've visited. It keeps all your information secure. It encrypts 
identity of data with the most powerful encryption available. And see, most of the time, I don't even realize I've got ExpressVPN on. VPN. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't buffer. It runs totally seamlessly uh, in the background, and it's so easy to use. All you need is tap one button, and you're protected. And ExpressVPN, right? It's, you can get it in all your devices once you've signed up. You can use it in your phone, your computer, even your smart TV if you want to use it for that. Um, it's, it's a really good um, program. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it. Uh, protect your online activity. The day trips with VPN rated number one by CNET and Wired. Visit the exclusive expressvpn.com slash daft. So that's the site that we're using this week. It's, but if you want to sign up, use this, right? Expressvpn.com slash daft. And you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package, so you're only paying the nine months out of the year. So that's expressvpn.com slash daft, expressvpn.com slash daft, and you'll find out more and make your internet searching better. As a player, this man was a cult hero of Scottish football, banging in goals for the likes of Dundee United, Aberdeen, Hibs and St Johnston. As a manager, he also took charge of the Arabs as well as Hibs, Kilmarnock, and has also taken charge of Finland, Latvia and Hong Kong, where he joins us from now. It is Miksu Patalainen. What a... There we go. (laughs) Miksu, how have you managed to look 20 years younger than than you did when you were playing football? Because I left Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever I good. <laughs> uh, you can tell it's not just Mixu Patterlining, it's Mixu Patterlining. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here we go. Do you feel like your back's going to that chat? Put my helmet on and come. Mixu, it's brilliant. Thanks very much for coming on the show. Um, my pleasure. As obviously you're a you're a huge name in Scottish football, and not just Scottish football, English football, and around the world as well. Finnish football. Finnish football, Gredo. Did you not learn a wee bit of Finnish from from Mixu? Right. So I just like to say um, to to Mixu, I just like to say Hiva itapaiva, Mixu. Hiva itapaiva, understand? Yeah, see, see, see. Hold on, Rakastan Antiniemi. Pitkan Antiniemi, Mr. Palio. Kyllä. Yeah, see, si, see, si, see, si, see. Si. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Good mate. Thank very much. Hey. That's great. Good start. Good those start. sentences you go far in Finland. Hey, that's all you need to know. I'm the sure. legend over there, so you'll, you'll go far with that. <laughs> <laughs> Pleased to join you guys. Thanks, thanks very much for coming on the show, Mixu. Um, now, Stephen was saying there that you're, you're living in Hong Kong at the moment. Is there, is there not being a wee bit of, wee bit of bother over there? Uh, to be honest, there's been nothing but bother uh, since I came here last uh, last year in April, early April. Um, Here, Mixu, did you ever, like, at the start of this pandemic, did you ever consider, right, this might all kick off, I'm going to go back to Finland? Or did you feel safer in Hong Kong right from the start? To be honest, I would have come to Scotland. Um, you know, funny, right. funny enough. Yeah, I've been, I've been too, long, too long in Scotland. But um, of course, I would have gone to Finland as well, see the relatives um, and all that. But uh, so you can uh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, Aye, I did. that's amazing. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, so I lived in UK, uh, Scotland, mainly over thirty years. So it feels like home. But Max, you you're a legend of the Scottish game. Like you're talking about, you you classify Scotland as home, and you're a legend of the Scottish game. But how did you come about coming to Scotland? How did that all happen? 
Well, my, my father had some business con uh, contact and connection there in Scotland, and uh, and he was on a business trip in um, in Scotland. Um, after after the business talks, surprise, surprise, they started talking about uh, football, mm -hmm. and my father used to play as well, um, and uh, and then uh, then he mentioned that uh, he mentioned that uh, his son played for in Finland um, in the Finnish Premier League and uh, for the Olympic team at the time. Um, and uh, and the, the counterpart he was talking to happened to be one of the Dundee United directors. So um, he suggested that why why doesn't your son come over for a month and see what the because in Finland those days it was it was all part time football. So why why does he not come over and um, and um, experience professional football for a month? Um, so my father was delighted with that opportunity and uh, it materialized. I came came across and. Uh, and uh, it was a fantastic opportunity for me because uh, that season, Dundee United were in the UEFA Cup final. Um, yeah. I used to watch Dundee United, these, these uh, orange shirts, doing well in Europe and, uh, and going to the final. Um, to get a chance to come and, uh, and, uh, and train um, with the squad was a fantastic opportunity. I was really looking forward to it. I was fortunate. Um, after a week, uh, Jim McLean offered me a contract and, uh, and here we go. You know, I'm on that road still. It was amazing. It was amazing. But what what actually what what actually helped my case was uh, <laughs> I had broken my one of my bones on my wrist, and I had a had a big sticky on my on, on my on my wrist on my arm. So needless to say, you you might re remember my playing style. You know, I put uh, that in good use, <laughs> and uh, Jim McKean liked it, so he gave me a contract. So it was uh, it was uh, I was a little bit assisted with that. <laughs> Yeah, that's brilliant. Tell us about Jim McLean. What was your first impressions? And did you have any? A wee story, a wee Jim McLean story. Jim McLean, what a legend! Okay. Absolutely. Um, uh, I must say that at the time when we when we all played uh, for him, we all hated him because because of his man management antics. He was he was so hard. He was so hard, man, to please. So hard, um, and uh, and he he let us know. With no um, uncertainty, and then um, it was a there was no honeymoon. I came from Finland, a nicey nicey Scandinavian boy coming to Scotland, brilliant. <laughs> um, we got beat. We got beat. Uh, I think it was my second or third game. We got beat. Dense Park against Dundee, and oh. uh, and you know Dense Park, small dressing room, really tight, and uh, Jim McLean used to go go. Through every player, you know, you yeah, you yeah, bleep, you yeah, bleep, you yeah, bleep, you know, and and then um, then it comes to me, and it comes to me. I, I had been in Scotland about two three weeks. My English was okay actually, uh, those times. But English, so Scottish, and uh, region, Jim McLean coming to me, shouting with the phone coming from his mouth, and I, and what. I only understood three words. Effin, Finnish, Pasta. Those were the three words. Those were the three words I understood. So as a player, as a as a as a as a good good obeying player, what do you do? You look look at the manager in the eyes and you say to him, Yes boss, yes boss, yes boss. Of course. Absolutely. 
<laughs> and then, uh, you know, every time I said yes, boss, he, the shout got even louder. He went even more mental. And I was like, no, no, oh no. How did I get, no, I'm, I'm, I'm nice to him. And he's shouting even more to me. <laughs> and uh, and I, I didn't understand what he said. Only those three words. <laughs> then, uh, then, uh, then eventually he went like that. Oh, he must have said something like useless C or whatever. <laughs> and uh, then the boys um, in the shower came to me. Miksu, Miksu, did you understand a word what the manager was saying to you? I said, no, only those three words. <laughs> he said to you, he said to you, you must have been in a boozer last night. You played so badly. <laughs> yes, boss. Yes, boss. <laughs> he, thought, he thought I was winding him up. <laughs> so, funny, funny enough, in, in school, in Finland, names boozer didn't come to our vocabulary. No. Yes, boss. Yes, boss. Yeah, so that was a that was an introduction. That was an introduction to Scottish Scottish <laughs> language and Scottish football for me. But I, I must emphasize how fantastic manager, how fantastic coach Jim McLean was. Uh, on the training ground, genius. Uh, ahead of his time with the sports science and stuff like that. And uh, and brilliant. Uh, another story. Have you got time to listen to me? Oh yes. Story. Of course. Yes. He was, a, he was ahead of his time with sports science, right? He started, he, he understood the importance of um, get, getting uh, uh, carbohydrates into your body, right? So we started having bread and fruit, bananas um, in the dressing room instead of that cup of tea. And, um, and then um, after one game, we lost 10 days, I remember. It, was, uh, it comes to the, he was raised and it comes to the dressing room. And slaughtered us, and he said to, said to us, "Saudi, you eat bananas before the game and halftime, and you play like effing monkeys." He had a he had a sense of humor. Aye, he had a sense of humor, but he was so dry, <laughs> Un unbelievable. Of course, you had to laugh. Aye, you know. You moved on for Dundee United. Um, you went to Aberdeen. Um, so how did how did that come about? And when you were actually when you went to Aberdeen, was it a big was it a big culture change moving from Dundee to Aberdeen? <laughs> <laughs> I can't say it was a culture shock. But, uh, <laughs> different. Um, no, no. It was. Um, I was. Uh, I was almost five years. Um, at Tanadays, a great time. Um, I felt it was uh, it was time to move. Um, and one day, uh, Tim McLean phoned me and uh, he said that uh, he's been talking to Aberdeen. They've been on the on the on, on the phone. Uh, they've agreed a fee for me. Uh, my contract was up anyway. Um, come come summertime, that was uh, that was about January February time. And. Uh, and he said that they've agreed a fee. So uh, if you want to speak to them, go ahead. So uh, then um, I went up and, and spoke to them and, and joined them. Um, Aberdeen, fantastic club. Looks so well after players. Um, everything is in place. 
really professional, really good. I'm not saying that United went their way as well. Um, it was a, it was a, it was a good move. Aberdeen, it's a lovely place. Uh, you know, on that sunny day, you know, the granite buildings are beautiful. Um, um, two of my uh, uh, first children were born there, Aberdeen, so it's a special place from that as well. Um, and uh, you know, I enjoyed my two and a half years there. What was um, it, Mixu, was, it at, was it at Aberdeen where um, the fans sang, Mixu, Palainen, what a fucking signing. Was that, was that the Aberdeen fans that sang that? That was the one. Yeah, they, <laughs> they invented that. Yeah, yeah they, they did. Uh, we, had a, we had a fantastic team. And my first full season, uh, we were second in every competition. We right. were, we were, the Rangers won the treble. And, and <laughs> we, we, we were second in, uh, in all competitions. Two cup finals, um, second in the league. Um, and all that. I played the uh, majority of the time on the left wing. They wanted to use, uh, make good use of my blistering pace. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, we, it was great. It was great. I really enjoyed my time in Aberdeen. It was a uh, fantastic pitodry, uh, always a great atmosphere. And uh, we had a good team. Willie Miller uh, was a manager. Uh, Willie was a good manager, uh, no question. Uh, so, um, you really enjoy it. And it, would have been, it would have been worth it just to go there for that song. <laughs> even, if, even if it was a terrible time, it would have been worth it just for the song. <laughs> Did you not come there? Were you not there? <laughs> Would you, your time at Aberdeen, you, was there any similarities like with Willie Miller, the manager, and Jim McLean? Did Willie Miller, was he the type to maybe go off his nut addressing them as well? Uh, Willie was, Willie was, obviously, he, he kept the discipline, no question. Um, and he was, you know, firm, but uh, nowhere near the level of, of Jim McLean. But uh, no, no, Jim, um, um, Willie was a good manager, um, very good, and uh, I enjoyed playing playing for him. Um, and uh, and he he was relatively calm. Um, of course, of course, <laughs> as all managers, some some point we lose it, um, you know, for reason or other. And Willie was no different than that, but uh, it was um, it was really good. He put a good team together, and uh, we played um, sometimes uh, quite direct tactics. I played left wing when I right full back. Uh, Stuart McKimmy got the ball. All I can hear is Willie shouting, "Hit mixer!" You know that diagonal <laughs> ball. I, I I I came inside from the left wing and and jumped for the header and and um, big Duncan Shearer and Ian Chesson. And Paul Mason and and, and Cole, uh, Scott Booth, they ran uh, the end of it. What a team that was! Household names in Scottish football, there, man. Just Theo Snell does enough. <laughs> exactly, a big Theo in goals. Absolutely, Aye. it was it was fantastic, Aye. tremendous. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mick, so, so you moved to Bolton, and I've got to say you're you're a bit of a cult hero down there. Obviously, you must have seen that episode of Phoenix Knights. The first, the first thing you you get as a result when you type your name into YouTube is that um, clip. Makes you put a lining. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Have I you wa- seen that? I wonder why. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a. Uh, it was. Um, it was great. Um, fantastic opportunity for me to go uh, go to England. Uh, and, and play there. Obviously, we were um, we were we were not in the Premier League at the time. We were we were in the First Division those days. Uh, now now there's a Championship. 
Um, and uh, we had a fantastic, the first season uh, was tremendous. We we got promotion through playoff final. We beat Reading 4-3, uh, got promoted to the Premier League. And uh, and, and the same first season, we were in the, in the League Cup final against Liverpool. So twice at Wembley. Um, you know, unbelievable, fantastic. Unfortunately, we lost the League Cup final 2-1 to Liverpool. Um, Stephen McManaman scored, uh, scored two goals. Alan Thompson scored for us. Um, but uh, it, was, uh, it, was, it was great. Chance for me to to go down south and 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 get promotion and then play in the Premier League and uh, and uh, and and great. Is that Bolton side why the best side you've ever played with, Maxu? It's difficult to compare. It's very difficult. We had a good team: Alan Stubbs, um, Jason McAteer, uh, John McKinley uh, played up front with me. Uh, what a character! Remember John McGinley? John McGinley was a great striker, wasn't he, man? He was. Great guy. Great guy and proper goal scorer. Mm-hmm. He knew where the goal was. Um, Should I play the really, really for Scotland? Yeah, um, um, you know, Scotland, Scotland had good striker, strikers at the time. And, uh, and, uh, but um, I'm sure that uh, if, uh, if John played more for Scotland, he would have scored uh, quite a few goals for Scotland. Because he knew, he knew where the goal was, uh, wherever he's played. Uh, he had a long career at Bolton and uh, and scored loads of goals for him. No, Mick, so you, you played with a cracking squad at Bolton, but beside that when you signed for Hibs up there at that time with Latape, Kenny Muller, John Sozie. Sozie. Oh, I mean, tell us about your playing in that Hibs team. It was probably the best, most enjoyable time on and off the pitch. Um, I won't go too much uh, off the pitch stuff, but uh, <laughs> on the pitch, <laughs> on the pitch, uh, you know, brilliant. I remember Frank Sosay, he was uh, obviously France captain, won the Champions League, or, the, or then the European Cup uh, with Marseille. Legend, absolute legend, and, and a brilliant person, wonderful person. But he was the worst trainer I've ever played with. Really? the week. Oh, it was it was it was agony to play with him in the fighter sides, you know, at the, at, in the end of the training session. Um <laughs> and uh and uh I I went to him one one day, one day in training I I lost it. I lost it, I went to say, Frankie, come on, you know, do a little bit of running. Just stood still, you know, in a halfway line. Didn't do anything. So we played four players. I was like, Frankie, come on, because I, I wanted to win. I wanted to fight, you know, and win and blah, blah, blah. And even, even five sides, you know, whenever. And, uh, and then, uh, then uh, Frankie said nothing. He just looked at me, said nothing. Then we got back to the uh, dressing room and uh, came to me in the showers, came to me and, uh, and he, he said, Mixu, Mixu, I am very sorry. I am very sorry, Mixu. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday is when I play. I don't play during Saturday. That's <laughs> it. Fair enough. If you produce on Saturday, no worries. That was a great side, and uh, that side's one of the one of the hub sides that's responsible for the biggest dunes that Hearts have had, and you scored the hat trick that day, Max. So what was What's your memories of that game? Oh, it was a wonderful night. Um, 
we didn't we didn't start the match particularly well. Um, Hearts needed a lead um, uh, when one they were ahead, and uh, and then um, then very fortunately, I managed to score two pretty scrappy goals. Um, I think one was a side free kick and one was a corner kick. Uh, loose ball in the box, and I, I managed to put my big toe on it and uh, and scored two goals. So we were two one up at half time. Um, so, um, um, but first half wasn't plain sailing at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, second half was. Second half we totally <laughs> destroyed them. We had and we we wrestled in the midfield and uh, David Zitelli with me up front uh, yeah, yeah. and runner, uh, great technique. You know, really clever player. I don't know if you remember John O'Neill, um, midfielder, fantastic engine. Ulrik Larsson. Um, and, and and so forth. So, you know, we had a strong team and strong characters um, uh, in the dressing room, and, uh, and and second half we showed it. We just uh, ran right, um, obviously six two, you know, big numbers and all that, and it was a great night. I remember six two doings and derbies. Do you agree, though? It's not oh, good. Oh, I, 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 I've no got one. No good. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love a 6-2. I'll be honest with you. I love a 6-2 mixer. <laughs> right, so, um, you, you, seem, you seem unlucky when it comes to cup finals. Uh, you've lost one with Dundee United, two with Aberdeen, one with Bolton and one with Hibs as well. As a manager... Thanks very own, much for mentioning. What <laughs> <laughs> an accolade. Sorry, listen, I, I apologise. You can blame for the two. I used to like you. Oh, come on, Mixu, don't do this to me, brother. Mixu, that's producer Bond's fault. Excuse me, get your facts right. Get your facts right. I won the Finnish Cup. So you did, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right, right, okay. The legendary yeah. Finnish Cup. I know what game. See, see, you're looking at the notes here. We all take shots, ask you questions. I'm like that. When I seen that note about the cup finals, I'm like, I'm not fucking saying that to Mixu. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. <laughs> young, young Tory, I'm writing about it. Do you know what? I'd, I'll be honest with you, Mixu. I'd started reading the question before I realised what it was, and I was like, oh no, I need to keep going here. You're right. You're right. It's been um, tough in that respect. Um, you know, to, to, to go all the way to the final, wonderful occasion. Uh, you won the winner's medal, uh, but uh, you know it's been unfortunate that the opponent um, so many times have been better. You know the 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 big the big final we won was a player final with with Bolton to get to the to the English Premier League. Uh, that was fantastic, mm-hmm. but uh, the cup finals itself, you know they've they've been uh, they've been very tough. But uh, you know that's the way it goes. Sorry about Toll asking that question, Mixon. I'm sorry. sorry. I, I apologise, <laughs> Mixon. I apologise. Listen. Yeah, I, feel, I feel that I've ruined this whole occasion, I'm going to be honest with you. The, the whole mood's sombre now, man. I know, I know. You should, you should, see, my, you should see my CV. Runners up, runners up, runners up, runners up. <laughs> so, Mixon, as a manager in your own right, eh... Who did you draw from? Did you take a bit of Jim McLean into your style of management? A bit of Willie Muller? What did you? Did everybody. You... Everybody. I've been fortunate. I've, I had good managers. Uh, I picked something from each and every one of them. Mike McLeish uh, at Hips. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, the best man manager 
Okay. I've had in my career. Yeah, fantastic man, manager. Brilliant. Clever man. Uh, knows how to handle players. Um, really, really, you know, fantastic person. Um, I played in France with Strasbourg. Um, I had Ivan Hasek, the Czech coach there. Uh, the way we trained was unbelievable. Brilliant. Really good. Uh, the way he gave us feedback after matches was something special. Individual, very good. Um, learned a lot from him. Um, and everybody else, Bruce, uh, Bruce Rioch with Bolton. Um, and, and, and so many, so many others. Um, uh, um, you know, I've been, I've been blessed with that, to, to play under so many uh, good managers and uh, big things. But I can't say that uh, there's, there's this one manager that I'm, I'm following, I'm, I've learned the most. Uh, you learn something. Uh, from each and every one of them. Yeah, Max, so speaking of other managers, I know I might be jumping the gun here, right? But I need to ask you, right? Rangers and Hibs on the touchline with Walter Smith. What was that about? You were nearly had fish to You don't remember it? Uh, you're having me on. <laughs> I don't remember it. <laughs> you have to get Walter Smith on the show and ask him. <laughs> Is that a no comment? No comment, no comment. Nah, I think it's great though. He could only understand three words that Walter said. <laughs> I would honestly like, I think if you do come back to Scotland, Grado obviously has got lots of contacts when it comes to like rings and stuff. I think a charity wrestling bout, Mixu Patalainen, the Finnish fighter against the, the solid Scotsman would be magic, would you think, Grado? I can set up, I'll special guest referee. Aye. Hey, come on, was he, were you going to smash him? Was he going to smash you? What happened? Come on, give us a story. The, um, oh, this is a, this I've is a got, tough one for a minute. This is a I've, got, I've got so much respect to Walter Smith. Fantastic coach, fantastic person, all that. But of course, uh, during the match, anything can happen. Even to somebody, a gentleman uh, like Walter Smith. And... Uh, Nice, most innocent guy from Scandinavia, Mixoparamai. So <laughs> what happened there was uh, our player was um, was was tackled right right close to the sideline, and uh, it was a, it was a late and and dirty tackle. I jumped off my bench, went right to the edge of my technical area, and I shouted to my player, "Don't react! Don't react! He's off! He's off! Don't react!" Oh. Right? Off. That's he what off. happened. I Brooks, you know, there's the, the noise. Couldn't hear a thing. And then uh, I turned to go back to my seat and Walter was there <laughs> in my technical area. <laughs> he was there. I said to him that, you know, get off. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> what you said. <laughs> get off. Could you please, I, I, could I you please money on my technical area? I said, could you please exit my technical area? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was really heated. So, beat it. And then, when Walter was uh, sent to the stand, um, I wasn't. I was, I was, I'm lack, lack, happy to say. After the game, obviously, you know, the tradition is that... Uh, Visiting manager goes to their home, host manager's uh, office for a cup of tea or a glass of wine or whatever. 
Oh yeah. And uh, we talk about maths. We talk about you know whatever, and the next opponents and and all that. So I'm I'm shitting myself. Right? <laughs> well, just met. And I'm I'm a young I'm a, I'm a novice I'm young young co- coach young manager and uh, I said to my assistant like right guys let's go you first and then um, we got to the door we got to the manager's door and I just opened it just that much you know just a little bit and you know peeked in and he obviously he noticed me he noticed me uh, you know just peeking and he says he says big man come in. Come in. He came to me, came to me, hugged me. Big man, how can I apologize enough? And, uh, you know, brilliant. Um, and I said, how can I apologize enough? What I told you. And, uh, and, uh, and, and, and all that. And then we just laughed it off and uh, uh, brilliant. Um, I, I always, I always used, and also on that occasion, obviously, he's experienced fantastic. Uh, what, a, what a coach, what a manager. Um, you know, asking questions, asking about things, you know, something that, you know, I, I faced challenges, you know, how, how he would handle them and all that and use the opportunities. So, um, no, no, um, I have utmost respect uh, towards him. Uh, what a man, what a man. It's brilliant, man, brilliant. Well, well, see, if, it, if, it, if it had came I would, first, I wouldn't if it do came to a fight, do you think you'd have beat him, Mitchell? don't know. It's more experienced than me. He was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember there was one time, Mixu, when you just tore into Dundee United side, basically saying they were rubbish and it was a point in training and stuff. Do you think in mm. the modern game now, managers, they're kind of scared to speak their mind in the modern game this day and age? There's a bit of that. There's a bit of that. Um, but, uh, yeah. It was a, uh, it was my, one of my many bad moments, um, Celtic Park. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm as a as a manager, as a coach, I'm I'm very tactical, because for me, football is a tactical game. Of course, you have to be fit and you have to fight, and that that that's the first thing. But it is how you move opponent players and how you create openings, how you create overloads, creates you, you that opportunity to to score. Um, and, and all that. Mm-hmm. So it is frustrating when you are working every day during the week, you know, blah, 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 and showing videos and working and, and, and you know, that giving that message to the players. And then sometimes, sometimes, uh, as it was a Celtic Park that night, um, just, you know, run all over us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and uh, I was, <laughs> I was really frustrated after the game and uh, it just, just flipped. Uh, but uh, I was, I was fuming. I must. I must uh, admit. Still, at that point, I had a long chat with chat with the players first, and uh, and told them exactly how I felt. Um, but uh, it was uh, it was very early, uh, early doors. Um, my reign at uh, at Tanadis, mm-hmm. and um, I, it was it was a. I think I think there's nothing wrong with that. Being frank, being mm-hmm. honest, um, <laughs> and saying exactly how you feel. I agree. Of course, agree. there's no rules for swearing. Sometimes because I'm a foreigner, I don't know which which which, which ones are the swear words because you Scottish people use them all the time. So. <laughs> Would you say that was one of the most mental you've went in the dressing room after that game? One of them. One of them. 
it's again, again, it's difficult to compare. But sometimes, sometimes you know you you do that. But uh, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Um, my style is not. Yes, I'm a very passionate, and I was as a player, I was very aggressive and all that. And people think, oh, big big mixer is a raging bull. Uh, that's not my style as a manager. My style as a manager is uh, is give the player a message, what he's done wrong or right. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you if you're raving and ranting, that message doesn't come come out. You just you know accusing and you know blah blah blah, and you it's, it's not it's not right. Uh, I think you have to stay stay composed to deliver that message to the player. Also, I don't think it is. 90% of the time, it is, it's not the right time to give the player feedback how he's done mm-hmm. um, uh, straight after the game. Because of the emotions, because of the passion, because of the heat of the moment, it is much better to calm down, go home, watch the match again in the evening after the match. That's how sad I am. And, uh, <laughs> and, and watch the match, know exactly what's going on, on and then once you've once you've seen it and analyzed it you deliver that feedback to the players and that's you calm that's that's constructive and then uh, the message is uh, is loud and clear is that is there any players you've signed where now you're talking about all these kind of like messages getting across tactics is there any players you've signed over the years where you go they, they just don't they're not listening they don't take on board like one of the worst players yeah. you've signed or whatever is there any players that just frustrate the life at you there are. I'm not naming names. Can you name any? I'm not naming names. I know, I know what's coming. <laughs> yes, there are. I think it was Gordon Strachan who said, uh, you know, if you, if, you have to, if you have to tell a player more than twice, get rid of him. Really? I, I suppose. So I. it's, it, there's no time. There's no time. There's loads of um, players who come from different teams and they've, they've not had a manager who really gives you information for your how you should play your position. So some players are not used to it and they can't take that information on board. You have to you have to then really go through individually one to one session with the player with the video evidence. Look at you look at you here, look at you here, this is what you want, blah blah blah. And uh, and you get the message across eventually. And that player improves. Um, it is it is our job as coaches to 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 make sure that the message gets across uh, mm-hmm. one way or the other. Uh, if it if it doesn't come across as you're talking to them, um, or, or first or second time, then you need to really spend time with that player and uh, and uh, and make sure that uh, you find uh, measures how to how to get the message across. Stressful man. I can be stressful. Sounds stressful. Yeah, yeah. But coaching, coaching is coaching is is teaching a lot. Right. It is teaching. It is educating players how to play. You know, every team, every team has their tactics and blah blah blah, and uh, you go through that. Don't get me wrong. You need your your mental holidays as well. You need your five sides. You need your your five e two boxes, and you need banter, and you need laughter. Hi. You do that as well. I call it mental holiday, not mental, mental, mental as a head. Uh, so, so uh, you need that uh, as well. So, it's finding the balance is, is is very important. Some players, obviously, I mean, I think I take too many mental 
breaks, mental, too many mental holidays. But what, what, what would you do? What do you do to relax? Have you got a favourite Scottish dinner? Like, what would you get if you were going to? Would you like? Do you like Manson Tatties? Do you, do you go to the chip shop? What do you like that you've uncovered in Scotland, food wise? I love haggis. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. I love haggis. I also, listen, black pudding is the king of breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> black pudding, one for me. Um, I, I like to relax on the golf course. I like golf. Right. Playing golf. Um, whenever I'm in Finland, uh, I like to go fishing. I've not been fishing in Scotland too much. Really? Uh, but um, in Finland, I fish a lot at the summer cottage and, uh, and also on the sea. With Antinemi, by the way. You mentioned that. Oh, yes. Yes. Rakastan, yes. Antinemi. Rakastan. <laughs> that you, that you say no, no. But um, no, no. It's, um, Auntie, and I, Auntie and I, we could parties. And, uh, you know, we were, we were roommates 10 years for the national team, um, Finland. And, uh, and he's, a, he's a great guy. And uh, whenever I go to Finland, we go fishing together uh, on his boat. And uh, he loves that as well. So very relaxing. Brilliant, mate. Brilliant. Well, make sure I think we've took up enough of your time. We need to do the thing with our quiz. On to the quiz now. <laughs> quiz. I'm bad at quizzes. So every week on Football Daft, we put our guest football knowledge to the test with our 90 second quiz. You up for right. it, Mixu? I'm up for it. Aye. Mark Wilson's top of the leaderboard with 14. The good doctor Kenny Jukers just behind him in second place with 13. Barry Ferguson and Owen Coyle are joint third and 12. We've got Murdo McLeod on 10. Andy Gorham, John Leishman. So David McCracken's at the bottom with one. What do you think your chances are, Mixu? Hopefully I beat David McCracken. Hopefully. <laughs> I'm not going That's to what everybody says. <laughs> right. right, so we'll ask. You need to give, a, you need to give an answer, Mixu. You can't pass. All right? Okay. Okay. 90 seconds on the clock, producer John. Yep. Right, name the French team that made a £2 million bid for Sam Cosgrove. Queen Cam. What club did Hibbs new signing Alex Gogic play at before moving to Easter Road? Helsinki. What was, the name, what was the name of the trophy Rangers won in France at the weekend? Just, just say something, man. Cockerel trophy. How many games did you manage as Latvia manager? Which Scottish Championship club moved to fan ownership in the last couple of weeks? Did not be following Scottish football. Like <laughs> <laughs> a team. Livingston. How many Scottish Premiership clubs play in black and white? Is that a home shirt? Time! Time! 
Thank oh. Christ, you beat David McCracken, that's all I'll say. You beat David McCracken. Ready? Aye, aye. <laughs> we'll go through the wrong answers for you, Mick, so you can hear so long. Don't Absolutely. bother, don't bother. They were bad <laughs> questions. They were you bad started questions. really, you started really well. You got oh, the, he's going to win here, man. Gwincamp, I didn't think you would get that. Well played, that was who made the bid for Sam Cosgrove. Alex Gogic played for Hamilton before uh, signing for uh, Hibs. Uh, the name of the trophy, Rangers won Francis de Viola trophy, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, you got the Latvia manager, you got played nine games with Latvia, uh, managed them for nine games. Uh, it was Morton that went into fans' ownership. And uh, how many Scottish Premiership clubs play in black and white? It's just the one, St Mirren. Second bottom. No, I got that right. I said St Mirren. I must have missed that, Mick, so I apologise. I don't want to bat- get battered. Three, three, three. Game three. Three. Game Good effort, Mick, Good effort. For being such a great guest. Mate, you've been brilliant. Thanks for looking up your time and coming on, Mick, I've enjoyed it. Thanks very much, guys. Uh, Thanks so much, Mick. been great. Stay safe really and take care. Thank take care. Thank you. All right. We'll see you next time you're in Scotland Likewise. for the charity wrestling bout. You <laughs> motor. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Football daft. With G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notatfaultclaims.com. So it's now time for our Beer 52 teaser. Well, I'd say it's teaser. We're going to do something a bit different this week. But before we get to that, let's tell you who won last week. We asked you this question. Identify the iconic manager in Scottish football from the anagram of his name. The anagram was Jams New In. And the answer was Chris Toll. Let me answer. It was indeed. There you go. Um, so, yeah, that was our question. And the winner was heart supporter Gordon Stitt. So, well done, Gordon. Gordon Stitt. This mix of songs really got to catch on, isn't it? You've got to make it catch on, Gredo. Um, so, yeah, that's the winner this week. But, <coughs> boys, I've decided we're going to do something a little bit different going forward to win the beer, okay? Ooh. So, do you remember last week we had the pro set? Very nicely sent in by Martin Anderson. He sent us in the complete pro set cards from the 91-92 season. And I got used to play a game where you had to guess the player. I don't it, remember that. What, what happened? Can you do it, 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 it wasn't much a game. Me and Grado got a breach pulled down after Chris Tolman. Yeah. Pretty much, pretty much. So what will happen every week is we're going to get one of the listeners to come on and challenge one of you boys to play this. Now, if they manage to beat you, they'll win the beer, Okay. But I thought we'll have a rematch after last week and we'll play again, okay? So Hold on, but wait a minute. See if we beat the listener. Do we win the beer? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Brilliant. Right, right, let's do that then, okay. Right, okay. And so we're, we're, I'm going to be an alcoholic by the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, no, you won't. Because Nadie will pick to play you. He'll pick me and Grado every fucking week because we're shite at it. <laughs> I think John will need to put the names into your heart. I think we'll need to do that because everyone will pick Grado every time we do this. <laughs> if it's 91, 92, it's not, as he says, this is not his season. This is not his season. I'm 95, 96. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 91, 92, I was after rails, man. Ah, there you go. So the, the rules are really simple. We'll just explain it again. I'm going to read the description of a player from the Pro Set card from that year. You guys have got to have a buzzer, you buzz in, you give me the answer. Two points for getting it just off the description, only one point for getting it for the picture, okay? okay. And once you've buzzed in, that's you out of the game if you get it wrong, all right? Right. All right. What's your buzzer, Stephen? Shell suit. Chris? Ah! ah. <laughs> and Gado? 
But you better hang with this time. I was going, oh, and you weren't even going to Graham. Right, okay. Let me change it. Is it all right? Right, test your again. Right, there you go. I can hear you fine. Right, okay, he's ready. Yes. Right, right here we go. This player joined Dundee United from the junior outfit Cars Thistle and is joining his second season as a member of the first team squad at Tanadice. He scored just one goal last season, but as much is expected from this term. Pam! Chris. Paddy Connolly. You're out. At <sighs> six foot three. Duncan Ferguson. Duncan Ferguson, correct. Bastards! Bastards! We were talking about him, we mentioned Next player. This player has been one of the most exciting and dangerous forwards operating in Scottish football over the last decade. In 12 seasons at Ibrox... Oh, Christ! Wrong, Grado. Uh, 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 yeah, Stephen. Mark Haley. Oh, uh, continue, Stephen. 12 uh, seasons! <laughs> 12 seasons, I knew it was why I'm going to say that! Oh. At 12 seasons at Ibrox, he won three league titles, three Scottish Cup and seven League Cup medals. He left Rangers for 50,000, signing for Motherwell in 1989. Ah! Uh, yeah. Davy Cooper. It is Davy Cooper. Oh, That's bad. That's embarrassing, it? Oh, next player. To say the very least, this player is a much-travelled striker. He has played for six football league clubs, including QPR, Aston Villa, and both Sheffield... Uh, no, I don't know it, actually. Right. And both Sheffield clubs, scoring over 100 goals. He joined Falkirk from Strasbourg in 1990. Chris? Chris Waddle. No, wrong. Oh, Continue. This player was top scorer at Brockville in last season's First Division Championship side with 16 goals and was voted Divisional Player of the Year by his fellow professionals. Striker for Falkirk. Turn it out. Turn it over. I don't know who that is. That is God. Don't know who that is. I don't know, mate. Simon Stainrod. I've never heard him. <laughs> You've, never heard of You've never heard of God. You've never heard of God. You never heard of Steeny? Mate, mate, God is Brian Loudrop. How, how can you, seriously, you haven't heard of Simon Steeny? I'm kidding, I've heard you. It's because he said it's God. He's got great <laughs> feet and he looks like God. He's not a Tim, he's not a prod, he is Simon Steenrod. You never heard of that one? No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, but do you know what song I have heard? Big Mixer. <laughs> <laughs> Big Mixer. <laughs> Listen, I think, we'll, I think we'll just call it that. You just get the idea of the game. That was good, but I like that's this good. game. That's good. We'll do that's that. So, if we do that with a listener every week, that's a good, that's a good wee section. That is, man. So, that's the idea of the game, guys. So, get involved uh, next week. Get onto our uh, Twitter, on our Facebook as well. Uh, tweet Football Daft or get on our Facebook page if you want to play. And we'll pick someone at random to come on and play against one of the boys. You have to be over 18, stay in the UK. And remember, Pier 52 is a monthly subscription service for beer. They source beer from across the world. Some, some great beers in there from great small batch breweries. And you can get free beer right now if you want it for just the price of the postage and packaging, about 4 95 you'll get a case of Beer 52 delivered to you at beer52.com forward slash daft. The, number, the word beer, the number's 52.com, and you'll get your first case of beers for just the price of the postage and packaging. Boom. Well, boys, that was a good one today, Big Mix. It was class, wasn't it? One of my favourite episodes, I have to admit. He's brilliant. And who would have thought at the end of it we've got a new song on Football Daft now? <laughs> football Daft. <laughs> that should be our outro song now. Aye, aye. Do that. Get that one, John, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was class, wasn't he? 
off it off again. It was good to take his, his time out and do that, man. Earlier in Hong Kong, speak to us after he's nothing. I know. Bit of pressure on you next week now, mate. Legends lottery. I know. Okay, that's fine. Uh, pressure is on, but as I say, John, get your phone book out. <laughs> <laughs> time to love yous and leave yous. Aye. We've, got, we've got a nice wee review. Remember, Elise, a wee review. Somebody's rated it five stars. He's a lovely man. He says it was okay. He says it was okay before, but it's much better now. Great, it was funny as usual. Stephen and Chris are good in your appointments. Good to hear as self voice now. Lol. Right, boys, I'm off. Right. Hey, you ready? Football. 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 Football.